0: Despite an awful start to the season, Penn State is now on a three-game winning streak, and they will get one more chance to play this coming weekend. I'm Kevin McGuire, and this is Locked On Nittany Lions on the Locked On Podcast Network. Let's get started. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Locked On Nittany Alliance podcast. I'm your host, Kevin McGuire, and today is Monday. December 14th, 2020. It's so good to be back in this podcasting seat. I know last week was a mess for me. I apologize for the lack of content. It was a busy week at work, really took a grind on me, and unfortunately, I didn't have enough built bars and built goes to keep me going throughout the week. So that's on me, but we are back now. We've got one more game to talk about as far as Penn State's regular season is concerned because, yeah, we know exactly what's going to be happening this coming weekend. Of course, Penn State coming off a 39-24 to victory over the Michigan State Spartans bringing the record to three and five overall. Again, three straight wins for the Nittany Lions and also three straight covers as well. We'll talk a little bit about that in today's episode. We'll look forward to what's coming up this coming weekend, not just the Big Ten Championship game, but of course, Penn State will have another game to play. And of course, there are some coaching news headlines that are dropping as we speak, as we record this podcast, because it is the end of the regular season for a lot of schools. And this is the time when the coaching rumor mill really heats up. So of course, we'll keep tabs on all that moving forward as well. So lots of stuff to get into in today's episode, but before we do that, I want to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Remember to go to builtbar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 20% off your next order. And of course, we want to make sure you are subscribed to this podcast so you never do miss a single episode when we get a chance to put them out. And we are going to have an episode for you every day this week. I promise you that right now, right here and now. So make sure you're subscribed on whatever podcast app you may be listening to us on today, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. So many podcast apps out there, odds are we're on there. So search for Locked On Nittany lines if you haven't already and hit that subscribe button. And then, of course, leaving a rating and a review really helps us out as we continue to try and grow the show moving forward and starting to go into 2021. It's going to be pretty fun as far as I'm concerned. And, of course, you can also reach out to us on all of our social media platforms using the username Locked on Nittany on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch. We did not have a post-game live reaction Twitch stream for you guys, so I apologize for that as well. Again, it's just a really busy week, uh, but we are going to get back into that routine this week. Of course, we'll have the details on when Penn State is going to be playing this upcoming weekend, and we will be doing a live post-game reaction stream for that game as currently we sit here right now. Okay, with all that stuff out of the way, let's go ahead and get into reacting to Penn State's latest victory against the Michigan State Spartans. I have to admit, I was not having a very easy feeling about this game against Michigan State as the first half was unfolding. I went into the game feeling pretty confident in Penn State's chances to win. I didn't get a chance to really preview some of my preview thoughts from last week's game, but if you follow me on Twitter... I had no expectation that Penn State was going to lose to Michigan State. I thought Penn State, the last couple of games that they had played, had found something that was working for them. Sean Clifford certainly looked much more confident at the quarterback position. And getting a chance to close out the scheduled part of the season at home, at least up to this point, I thought boded very well. For Penn State especially since Michigan State has had a rough season as well and I do think that there's an advantage for Penn State with how the schedule laid out obviously all the tougher games came very early on we didn't know how tough some of those games were going to be like Indiana and Iowa until probably much later in the year as the season was unfolding but we saw that a game against Michigan wasn't nearly as challenging as it was probably expected to be at least by me before the season started. Uh, we didn't expect that Michigan State was going to be a huge contest for Penn State, but it certainly looked that way early on because Peyton Thorne got his chance to start at quarterback for Michigan State and he looked very confident in the first half obviously bad first series but then all of a sudden Michigan State just stuck to a game plan and they seemed to have all the plays figured out the Penn State's defense was looking like the defense that we had seen that caused many concerns throughout much of this season uh, really the last couple of weeks they've been playing much better so it was kind of disappointing to see that they were just kind of being caught off guard if they were just not prepared as a has been a problem I think throughout the season but there's just something not right about the Penn State defense and the Penn State offense wasn't all that great either. Uh they did get a field goal in the first quarter, got a touchdown in the second quarter, but they trailed at halftime 21 to 7, oh, I'm sorry, 21 to 10, and you got the sense that this was not the way that Penn State was hoping to clear out this uh portion of the schedule, especially against a Michigan state team that honestly has not been very good. But as the story has been all season long and as I've tried to explain on this podcast before, This is not a Penn State team that was ready to just pack it in and just go through the motions in the second half. They have come out, with the exception of the Maryland game, they have come out in the second half of games this year a much better team. They make adjustments. I don't know what the case is in the locker room, but they find ways to improve what they're doing on offense and on defense. And that was absolutely the case in this game as well. Penn State outscoring Michigan State 29-3 after halftime. Uh, that tells you that you're getting things done you're making the changes you need to make on offense and on defense Sean Clifford had a very good game Uh, again not necessarily a box score that's going to overly impress a lot of people but at the end of the day Sean Clifford goes 17 of 27 232 yards two touchdown runs He also leads Penn State in rushing, which, again, is a little bit of a concern for me. I'll get to that in just a minute, but he had nine carries for 48 yards, also had a touchdown. The only other rushing touchdown scored by Penn State was by Will Levis, uh, who got some time to play. And he actually got a chance to throw the football a little bit. It was one of those ongoing concerns that if you keep putting in the Will Levis package, it really loses its effectiveness if he's not going to be a threat to throw the football well what do you do he went three for three for 54 yards no touchdowns but those were key plays for Penn State in key moments and of course Will is your second leading rusher 15 carries for 36 yards again uh, as I mentioned had a touchdown as well. Sean Clifford had the longest run of the day too, 31 yards. Next longest run of the day was by Will Levis, nine yards. So Kevon Lee, I don't know if Michigan State was just playing him better or you know, for whatever reason the game plan didn't really call for Kevon Lee to be the the main go-to guy running the football. But he had 12 carries for 31 yards. I expected a lot more out of him considering the production he's put out the last couple of weeks. So I don't really know what the the, the decision making was there, but bottom line is Penn State rushes for 119 yards not a great rushing total especially when you've got your two quarterbacks as your leading rushers and neither one of them has 50 yards so it wasn't a great day running the football but I'll give credit to Michigan State's defense I thought they were pretty gritty Uh, I thought they really hung in there certainly for the first half you know Michigan State was doing a lot of good things in the first half they just weren't able to carry it over after halftime and again credit Penn State for making those adjustments as has been the case that this Penn State program has done for a number of years now under James Franklin they do play better in the second half of game, So I'll give credit to the staff where credit is due. Uh, Jahad Dotson, big day, of course, uh, with 108 receiving yards on eight receptions. Had the big punt return as well. What was it, 81 yards, 87 yards, whatever it was. It was, uh, it was a big key moment, obviously, for Penn State. I just looked it up. It was 81 yards uh, to the house. And it looked like he was directing traffic as he caught the ball, too. So that was a really cool moment for Penn State. And that was really one of the game-breaking uh, plays that really tipped the game, thoroughly in Penn State's favor. So uh, you saw some good things out of Jahan Dotson. And of course, Parker Washington continues to make some good plays. Four catches for 95 yards, two touchdowns. And I said on Twitter, on my Twitter account, Kevin on CFB, I feel as though watching Parker Washington kind of develop over the course of the second half of the season, probably kind of step up and uh, become one of those guys you can rely on. That is a reason to be very optimistic about where Penn State will be in 2021. I fully expect... That the 2021 season, if we're at least able to get back to some sort of a normal routine as far as the offseason is concerned, or maybe you just know how to make your adjustments a little bit better with the offseason routine, I do think that Penn State's going to be a better team in 2021. Certainly a top 25 team. I do feel as though that this will be a growing experience for a lot of players. And of course, you got hit hard with opt-outs, with some injuries. So there were some legitimate concerns, and it took some time for some of those younger players to really kind of step up and find their roles. Parker Washington, Kevon Lee, they're two guys that have really stepped up in a big way these last few games. And I think Parker Washington you know, coming back next year is going to be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, and I do think that Sean Clifford is going to be back too. Of course, we will be talking about that. Uh, throughout the course of uh, not just this week but maybe next week we'll get into a little bit of what to expect with the offseason schedule i have a feeling we'll know much more about whether or not penn state's going to be going to a bowl game but what we do know is penn state will be playing a game this coming weekend coming off their third straight win again also, their third straight cover as well. They have covered uh, against the spread in these three games as well. So great, good teams cover. Or good teams win. Great teams cover, right? I say put Penn State in the playoff right now. Okay, I'm joking a little bit, but it is good to see that Penn State is closing out the season uh, with some momentum. And will that carry over into next week's game? We'll find out. Now, before we get into next week's game, we will do want to make sure that you are properly stocked in your fridge with all the cool, refreshing beverages you're going to need, especially if you're just looking for some moments to chill. And yeah, it's been a tough year, and you probably need some moments of relaxation. The best way to do that is by kicking back and watching Penn State win some football games with a nice cold, refreshing Coors Light in your hand and the remote in the other. Because what better way to chill than with a beer that is literally made to chill? And that, of course, is Coors Light. Coors Light is cold lagered cold filtered, and cold packaged. Again, literally made to chill. There's no other way to describe it. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It's perfect for the moment to unwind. And of course, you can celebrate responsibly following a Penn State win by cracking open a nice, cool Coors Light. There's nothing worse than a room temperature beer, right? So you want to get the beer that is going to be the best when it is served chilled. And the best way to make sure you are properly stocked is by going on your phone or breaking out your laptop or your tablet, whatever you use to check out the internet while you're parali- while you're watching TV. Just go to get.coorslight.com and you can find out how you can get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need it unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. And that, of course, is Coors Light. Once again, remember to celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Coming up in tomorrow's episode will be our Twitter Tuesday edition of the Locked On Nittany Alliance podcast. So if you want to have a question or comment addressed in the podcast, feel free to reach out to us on our Twitter account at LockedOnNittany at any time today, preferably by 3 p.m. Eastern, so we can guarantee that they will be included in tomorrow's episode. We do have a few questions that we'll carry over from last week because we never got a chance to put together last week's Twitter Tuesday edition of the podcast. So we will carry over some of those questions into this edition of the podcast. But of course, if you want to submit some fresh questions and comments based off of what we've seen over the last weekend or what to expect coming up next weekend, you are more than welcome to do so. So, again, send in your questions today. And if you're in by 3 p.m. Eastern, they will be guaranteed to be addressed in tomorrow's edition of the podcast. Again, you can reach out to us on our Twitter account at LockedonNitney. So Penn State now is coming off their third straight win, and it looks like this has changed the entire mood of the program. And how could it not, right? Because this is a program that is coming off their first 0-5 start in program history. And we all know that that's unprecedented. We all know that that is highly uh, unheard of for this kind of program, even when Penn State has struggled an 0-5 start. It's just unfathomable. And yeah, I get it. it's, Things started off weirdly with that Indiana game. Of course, Indiana turned out to be a pretty good team. We're not going to take anything away from that. Bottom line is Penn State has had opportunities to win a couple of those games along the way to that 0-5 start and just fell short for one reason or another. And usually the culprit was a really bad first half of games. That has cost them a couple of these games along the way this season. Um, you know, Again, maybe not the Ohio State game, certainly not the Maryland game, but you get off to a bad start, you dig a, dig a big hole, and eventually it's going to be too deep to dig out of. Fortunately, they were able to do that against Michigan State. So I'm kind of curious, is there something that's a little bit different here? Or is it the fact that Michigan State is not Iowa, that Michigan State is not Indiana? I I think the level of caliber of opponent certainly comes into the equation as well. But Penn State is not exactly a great team either, right? I mean, at this point, they are three and five. They're probably the best three and five team in the country, right? So there, there does seem to be a little bit of a confidence boost. That penn state has seen at the end of the season and again maybe it's because the schedule has been a little bit more of an advantage for penn state uh, with the level of play and the level of opponent that can come into the equation but the bottom line is you still have to go out and win those games right and you go on the road against michigan a, a place where historically has not treated penn state very well uh even when michigan has had down years as well like they are having this year uh penn state has had their struggles in ann arbor And they were able to take full control of that game. And then they do the same uh, last week against Rutgers. And I thought that Rutgers was going to give them much more of a battle in in that game in New Jersey. And then, of course, they come home. They get a chance to have a a weird senior day uh, ceremony, of course, obviously with no fans in attendance, including families, uh, due to the latest uh, restrictions in the state of Pennsylvania. It, it, It was It was unfortunate that it had to go down that way. I think, though, that the players, the program, they've certainly did everything they possibly could to make it special for those players. So hopefully that was the case. Hopefully that's uh, something that they'll take away. The good news is they're going to get one more chance to play in Beaver Stadium. That's because we now know that the Big Ten's championship weekend schedule is confirmed and Penn State is going to be hosting the Illinois Fighting Illini this Saturday with a 5.30 p.m. start on Fox Sports One, so the Penn State Illinois game gives both teams, assuming that they're both able to play and both hope, uh, able to uh, to make this game happen, uh, they will both be playing their final game. This will be the ninth game of the season, and now Penn State has a chance to officially go five hundred this season. And honestly, considering how the season started, that is something to take a, an immense amount of pride in, right? Because I know that I kind of wrote this season off as being one of those rare losing seasons for Penn State and certainly the low mark of James Franklin's career. But I think if Penn State is able to get to 5-5, five and five, which would include a win this weekend against Illinois at home, and then winning whatever bowl game Penn State could potentially be going to, we'll get into that in just a moment, that would be a tremendous sign of encouragement, I think, carrying over To the 2021 season but first and foremost let's focus on what's going to be happening this weekend we all know the big 10 championship game is now officially set it's going to be ohio state coming out of the east division the only undefeated team in the big 10 they will be facing the northwestern wildcats who are coming off a win against illinois ironically enough and of course are the division champions of the big 10 west now we all know uh, the big 10 had to change the policy to allow for the opportunity for ohio state to play for the big 10 championship I will say right now, I think it was the right decision. I know it stinks as if you're a Penn State fan. You don't want to see Ohio State win another Big Ten title. Odds are that's going to be what happens here. But I think the the right decision was made. Uh, of course, Indiana fans are probably a little bit upset because they changed the protocols. Indiana would have been the next team in line to play in that Big Ten championship game. But the bottom line is Ohio State is undefeated. They're the only undefeated team in the Big Ten. They beat Indiana head-to-head, of course. And whether or not they played to Michigan and won or lost, it wouldn't have mattered because Ohio State still would have been in the Big Ten championship game. So I'm perfectly fine with Ohio State going into the Big Ten championship game. It certainly doesn't come at the expense of Penn State, right? So (laughs) there's no uh, issues there. But I can understand how an Indiana fan might be upset about this. However, at the end of the day, I think the Big Ten made the right call. So we know that we have Ohio State and Northwestern. They're actually going to be playing at noon Eastern in Indianapolis for the Big Ten Championship on Saturday afternoon. So the Penn State and Illinois game is going to be played after the Big Ten has officially been crowned. And again, this is kind of assuming that both teams are able to go through and play this week. Obviously, Penn State is one of the few teams that was able to get through the entire Big Ten season without any interruption. Uh, so that's a tremendous amount of hard work and dedication, I think, to making sure that your team is ready to go week in and week out. We've seen some Penn State opponents, Maryland and Michigan, they've had to shut their programs down for a couple of weeks immediately after playing Penn State. So the fact that Penn State was able to get through the full season playing every single game that they've had on their schedule so far, I think that that's a pretty solid achievement, considering the fact that we didn't know what was going to happen this year. And I was always kind of on the brink of saying, well, at some point, Penn State's probably going to have one of these games canceled. Well, that hasn't been the case yet. We'll see if they can carry over for one more week. Uh, Obviously, Illinois is coming into this game with a two and five record. So they missed one game along the way as well. The one game that Illinois did miss was against Ohio State when Ohio State had to shut things down. So Illinois opened up the season losing their first three games against Wisconsin, Purdue, and Minnesota. Then they won a couple games against uh, Rutgers and Nebraska, who are actually going to be playing this weekend, Rutgers and Nebraska, uh, on Friday afternoon. And then they followed it up with, uh, after their Ohio State cancellation, they lost to Iowa 35-21, and they're coming off a 28-10 loss to their rival, Northwestern. So now they're going to be back on the road. And on Sunday it was announced that Illinois is moving on from head coach Lovie Smith. So not only is Penn State getting one more home game, they're getting one more home game against a two-win Illinois team that's going to be having an interim head coach uh, taking over the program. So that is a weird and a tough situation, I think, for Illinois to be in. So obviously, I think on paper, if you're just glancing at this matchup, you figure that the way things have been going for Penn State, Penn State should be an easy favorite uh, against Illinois. As I'm recording this, I don't have the point spread for this game. I would imagine that Penn State's going to be a pretty solid favorite. They were a 14-point favorite over Michigan State. By the way, they covered that as well, if you hadn't heard already. Uh, So I do think that Penn State will probably be a couple-score favorite against Illinois as well. I don't see any reason why that would not be the case. So Penn State gets a very favorable matchup. Now, why are they playing Illinois? Illinois is the next-to-last-place team in the Big Ten West. But the idea when this was all put in play by the Big Ten before the season started was you were going to have a crossover matchup based on the standings. Unfortunately, things have changed along the way. We know that our first place teams in each division, they're playing in the Big Ten Championship, Ohio State versus Northwestern. But you had a couple rivalry games that were postponed or canceled throughout the course of the season. Most notably, Indiana versus Purdue and Wisconsin versus Minnesota. The Big Ten has made the decision that those rivalry games are going to be played. And I love that idea. I think you use this final week of your schedule for some flexibility where you need it, and I would much rather see those rivalry games be played as opposed to a crossover matchup that may not necessarily be all that attractive. So you're going to get Wisconsin and Minnesota this week. You're going to get Indiana and Purdue, uh, and you know, you know Indiana is the second place team. Purdue is the uh, one, two, three, four, five, six place team. Uh, I'm sorry, the fifth place team in the Big Ten West, but that's a rivalry game play the rivalry games, and then figure out everything else along the way. also, the one thing that Big Ten wanted to do was avoid any potential rematches. So Penn State has already played Iowa this year. They've already played Nebraska this year. So those two teams were not very likely to be opponents for Penn State. You can rule out Wisconsin and Minnesota, and Purdue is also off the table. So the only other options out of the Big Ten West for Penn State were Northwestern, which is not going to happen because Northwestern is playing in the Big Ten Championship game, and Illinois so it only makes sense that Penn State is going to play Illinois, and also Iowa is going to be playing Michigan. Iowa's going to be hosting Michigan. That's a tough spot for Michigan to be in because things have not going well for Michigan this year, and now they got to go on the road uh, for a night game, I believe, and take on an Iowa team that I think is the best team in the Big Ten West right now. I know Iowa obviously started the season off of two losses. Uh, They came up just short against Northwestern. But the way things have been going, I think that this Iowa team is probably the best team in the Big Ten West. They really smacked the heck out of Wisconsin. And I think if they had another crack at Northwestern, they'd probably fare a little bit better. So that's a tough spot for Michigan to be in. It's probably not going to go well. And I'm sure that's going to rub a lot of people the wrong way when Jim Harbaugh probably loses on the road against a very uh, respected Iowa team right now. But I think that Penn State's getting a pretty good draw here uh, against Illinois. Still have to go out and win the game, of course. And you know, this season has proven that you can't take any game for granted. And as we just saw this past weekend, Penn State still can tend to get off to slow start, even against a team that has been struggling. But Illinois is going to have a pretty interesting week with an interim head coach. You don't know if they're going to come out extra fired up uh, to play for their interim head coach. I don't know what their relationship is like with their backup coach. And I'm not even sure exactly off the top of my head who that interim coach was announced to be or this could be an Illinois team that is just kind of going to go through the motions already knowing that this season is pretty much a lost cause and that could that could be an unfortunate way for Illinois to end the season. Uh but you know, hey, it works out for Penn State, right? We'll have plenty of time to talk about Penn State and Illinois as the week unfolds. Of course, we'll be taking a look at that. We'll take a look at everything else going on around the Big 10 this coming weekend. Should be a lot of fun, and I do think that Penn State has a very good chance to bring the record up to 4 and 5. Then what happens after that? Does Penn State go to a bowl game? We're going to talk about that in our next and final segment of today's podcast. We're right in the middle of the holiday season, and maybe you're digging into some of those holiday cookies a little bit too often, and that's okay. I I still think it's okay to indulge a little bit this time of year, but of course, you still want to try and find ways to maintain your weight management, especially as you start to put together those New Year's resolutions. Maybe you're thinking about going to the gym. Well, one thing you can add to your diet on a regular basis is probably the Built Bar. It is the protein bar that tastes just like a chocolate bar. It's going to help you lose or maintain weight. It doesn't matter what kind of diet you're going for, Built Bar is a perfect complement to whatever you're trying to achieve right now and again that's because it's a protein bar but it doesn't taste like a protein bar a lot of protein bars are gross right you want one that tastes just like a chocolate bar you get off the candy stand in the checkout lane the built bar is there for you it is good for you and it's going to taste good as well they've got 12 original flavors they've got six newer flavors that they've recently added including caramel brownie cookies and cream uh apple almond crisp and i know what you're thinking How can flavors like this actually be something you want to add to your diet right now? Well, it's because they are low calorie, low sugar, and high protein and high fiber. They're great for a keto diet. They're great for if you're trying to lose weight. They're great if you're trying to maintain weight. I know I've been eating them and I've lost weight over the last year. And I think the Built Bar is a big reason why. Because it helps me feel full during the course of my workday. Or if you need something that's going to help you feel full before or after a workout, Bilt Bar is a nice little addition to that diet routine as you're looking to take control of your weight management moving forward. So if you want to check them out for yourself, I highly advise you to do so. All you gotta do is go to builtbar.com, use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. And while supplies last, they're gonna throw in a free cooler with your purchase. One more time, go to builtbar.com and use the promo code Locked On. You'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code Locked On for 20% off at builtbar.com. NBA fans, listen up. The Locked On NBA podcast is getting you ready for the start of the regular season with a special week of team preview podcasts all this week. Plus, waiver wire editions from Locked On Fantasy Basketball and rookies to watch from draft guru, Jad Ford. I'm a Sixers fan, so I know that I'm going to be glued into the Locked On Sixers podcast with Keith Pompey getting all the inside information on what should be a new and exciting era of Sixers basketball. So make sure you find the NBA podcast that's covering your favorite team. We've got every team covered court to court. So make sure you check out all of the podcasts available and subscribe to Locked On NBA wherever you get your podcasts. So once Penn State gets through this weekend's game against Illinois, I think the big question remains, what happens after that? So we've already seen a number of schools, including some schools out of the ACC like Boston College and Pittsburgh. And I believe Virginia was one of the latest schools I've seen make this decision. They have already decided that they are not going to be participating in bowl games this year due to the ongoing pandemic in the state and of course uh resources that are needed for playing in the game i think it's uh, reached a point now where a lot of programs are realizing that maybe now is a good time to allow these players to go back home for the holidays spend some time with their families a lot of these players have been isolated from their families really all season and that is pretty atypical of what college football seasons are like for players obviously when you get a chance to have fans in your stadiums and you get a chance to interact with your family before and after games that's a little heartwarming experience that kind of helps uh relieve some of the tension for a lot of players so i think from a mental standpoint it makes sense to allow these players to have this break they've earned it right as far as i'm concerned they've gone through the rigors they have put on a college football season for the masses to be entertained and really that's what this season has really been all about i I get that it's always about that entertainment, financial revenue uh, from playing sports. I get that. But I think this year, more so than any other, that's really what the bottom line has been. The only reason these schools are playing football games, as far as I'm concerned, this year is because of the revenue that would have been lost if you didn't play football. And uh, and I know that that's going to hurt when these revenue shares come out in the coming year, uh, when those uh, revenue distributions are made. It's going to sting for a lot of schools, including at these power conferences. So getting football on the field was a pretty big priority. And that's why the Big Ten eventually did come around to making sure that they put together some kind of season. So we've already seen, again, a handful of schools have made the decision that they're not going to be participating in the bowl season on their own account. And not just because maybe they didn't have a great season, but they really just feel as though now's a time to allow these players to go home. I don't know what the case is going to be for Penn State. I don't know what the case is going to be for a number of other Big Ten programs. Every school in the country is eligible to play in a bowl game this year. The NCAA made that decision. So even if you didn't win a game this year or you only won two games, you are still eligible to play in a postseason bowl game, uh, assuming that there is a spot for you, an invitation for you. Of course, a couple of schools have already started to accept invitations, mostly from the group of five. Uh, I, th- I think Army locked in to play uh, a bowl game. Um, you know, there have been a couple other schools. I think from the either Sunbelt or or uh, maybe the Mountain West that have uh, secured some spots. I think uh, SMU might be locked into a spot as well. So as of now, there are some schools that are planning on playing in their bowl games. Question is. Who's going to be playing on the other side? Will there be somebody on the other side? We've already had a handful of bowl games be cut. We've talked about that before on this podcast where some of the bowl games with Big Ten tie-ins have decided not to be played this year for one reason or another. And that seemingly was detrimental to Penn State's chances to play in a bowl game. Although I've said before, I think if Penn State can end the season with a 4-5 and record, they would certainly be an attractive candidate to go to a bowl game and maybe depending on the the destination, the location, maybe you can actually get some Penn State fans into a bowl game. I don't know, and I'm not going to sit here and have any political debates about whether fans should be in attendance or not. I'm just putting out the idea that Penn State could go to a bowl game and fans could be able to attend. It all depends on the situations, all depends on the destination, location, all those things are still to be determined. But the question that needs to be addressed first is whether or not Penn State would send their football program to a bowl game. I've seen no indication to suggest that Penn State would not want to go to a bowl game and would make the similar decision that Boston College, Pittsburgh, and Virginia have officially made. Uh, So we'll have to wait and see. I mean, this may be a decision that's going to be made this week because the bowl games are going to start being put together officially on Sunday because Sunday will be the day that the college football playoff selection committee makes the decisions on who's going to be playing in the playoff Who's gonna be playing in those New Year's six bowl games? Penn State's not gonna be in any of those mixes, but the rest of the bowl matchups are going to be ironed out, typically on that same day, that same selection Sunday. So we'll get the full bowl reveal, I think, on Sunday. And as of right now, it looks like Penn State is planning on that. Again, I don't really have any inside information on that. I wish I did, but I do think that there's a very good chance that Penn State will be entertaining. A bowl destination possibility. And not just to finish the season without a losing record, potentially, but I think the Penn State will view going to a bowl game as a reward for what they have done this season. They've played every game that's been asked of them, assuming that they play this weekend uh, against Illinois. They've done everything they can, they've done everything they were supposed to. Uh, Obviously, they've had some bumps in the road, but they haven't missed a game. And that to me is a testament to the kind of dedication and preparedness that has really gone on with this program from start to finish, given the challenges that they knew they were bracing for this 2020 season. Very unorthodox, very unconventional, but Penn State seemingly has found a way through it, uh, even though they've taken some lumps along the way. So going to a bowl game, is that something that should be entertained for Penn State? I would love to know what you guys think about this. I mean, do you want to see Penn State go to a bowl game? Do you think Penn State should go to a bowl game? Let me know. Hit me up on Twitter, at LockedOnNittany for sure, and let me know what you think about this. We'll put this out there on Twitter and on our Facebook page, too. I have a, I have a feeling that many of you guys will probably be endorsing the idea of Penn State going to a ballgame. And I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying you're right. I'm just curious about what the general fan reaction is uh, out there. And I understand that everybody's got a different point of view with everything that's going on right now, certainly right here in the state of Pennsylvania. But that's why I'm going to throw it out to you guys. Do you want to see see Penn State play in a bowl game this year? Are you concerned about that at all? I would love to know what you guys have to say about that. I'm sitting here and I think that Penn State is going to go to a bowl game. I, I really can't make a decision on whether or not I think that they should be going to a bowl game. I really don't feel like that's my decision to make. But I do think that Penn State is going to be going to a bowl game. I think that Penn State will be accepting an invitation to a bowl game. So I think that will be the plan. Uh, obviously, we'll keep an eye on that. If that situation changes, that will certainly change our podcasting plans for the next couple of weeks. But I do think that we are going to have Penn State playing in a bowl game. I don't know which bowl game. It's certainly not going to be one of the upper tier bowl games. So, so we can move on from that. It'll probably very likely be one of those pre-New Year's uh, Day bowl games, which, you know, honestly, is fine. When you start into a season 0-5 and, and you still get a chance to play in a bowl game, I, I think it's something to embrace. But again, I wanna know what you guys think. So hit me up on Twitter at LockedOnNittany and let me know what you think about whether or not Penn State should be playing in a bowl game this year. And that's gonna do it for today's episode. It's good to get back in the podcasting seat behind the microphone and start off another week discussing a Penn State victory. I know we didn't get into a whole lot of detail about Penn State versus Michigan State, But obviously, there's a lot of stuff that's also going on as we get ready for what is going to be another Penn State game week against the fighting Illini of Illinois. I know I'm looking forward to it. I look forward to being here with you every day. I promise we're going to be here every day this week. No, no issues about that. We are past the inventory at work. I'm ready to go. I'm loading up on the Bilkos. I'm not going to lose the energy this week. We are good to go every day this week. So make sure you're subscribed on whatever podcast you're listening to. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you leave a rating, leave a review. Let us know. know what you think about the show what we can improve uh what you like what you don't like we take all your feedback very seriously as we try to craft this show make it something you want to come back to and share with your friends your family and of course other penn state fans as we try to build something going into 2021 it's gonna be really fun and i'm looking forward to it i want you guys to be a part of it as well and the best way to be a part of it aside from subscribing is to follow us on our social media platforms locked on nittany on twitter facebook instagram and twitch we will be doing the live post game reaction stream on our twitch channel this Saturday at the conclusion of Penn State's game against Illinois. Uh, so stay tuned for that. And until next time, everybody, have a great day. Get your week started on the right foot. Go 1-0 today because you can't go 1-0 this week unless you go 1-0 today. And I'm Kevin McGuire. You can give me a follow on Twitter at KevinOnCFB. Check out my college football coverage on AthlonSports.com. And don't forget to check out my Patreon at patreon.com slash Kevin McGuire. Until tomorrow, everybody, send in your questions for Twitter Tuesday, and I will talk to you guys tomorrow.